0: Hello, friends welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast I'm Angel Fiard.
1: and I'm Charisma O'Keefe and we're here every week talking to you about entrepreneurship business balance and a whole bunch of other things um, and if you are listening right now on Spotify or what Apple music is that still a thing where do people listen to podcasts now I don't know wherever you are you can probably review us though and give us a five-star review and we would really appreciate it
0: yep Thank you so much and advance. You guys are awesome. I did read um, because I had to set up a new computer. And so I now have the, I never put the Apple podcast app on my computer. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, I forgot this is a thing. And I, iTunes is a separate entity. And so I went in to make sure that we could find us. And I was like, oh, reviews. And so shout out to you guys for, again, leaving very sweet reviews. And as always, you can go to Apple podcast app on your phone or on your computer uh, people who are using that app and you can leave a review and let people know what you like about the show So we are reading them I appreciate your kind words and you can also do that on Spotify now if you have that feature so go ahead and shout us out because Spotify as you have seen on Twitter last week <laughs> has the time to be shading other podcasts so they they are tr- you got time to give us a review because they totally got into some some black podcast drama um rightfully so they weren't wrong but it's like if you guys have time for that you can support independent podcasts. so
1: wow i miss that drama
0: you don't need to know about it it's misogyny carry on
1: okay (laughs) per the usual another day in america in 2022 pretty much um and what else let's see yes we have the all of the social medias so you can follow us on all the places i would highly suggest if you're on instagram being on instagram with us at heart um, because that's where we share the most stuff. But if you're a Facebook person, we're over there too. Same thing, Heart and Hustle Podcast, and then on Twitter, we are Heart Hustle Pod. Um, and definitely, now that we are going to be having, you know, people with Patreon, we're going to be doing some things through our social channels that you will want to look out for.
0: Yes, um, as we are, you know, trying to get together and plan for the future and having good content over there. We just want you guys to know that we're working on it and that it's an exciting time. So if you did not know if this is your first time listening, we do have a Patreon now. You can be found at patreon.com backslash podcast. You can subscribe on a monthly basis to get some goodies and some things from us, including a monthly hangout where we will be chit-chatting and talking all the things. And we'll be releasing a separate show, which we're super excited about. So you have to subscribe to get all that good stuff. So if you want more of us, Highly suggest you go over to Patreon and subscribe.
1: And it is the last week of January, so get ready because next month is Black History Month, and I'm already excited. I keep waking up every day and I'm like, "Is it February yet?" And it's definitely not. <laughs> but I love January because it's my birth month. But like towards the end, I'm like, "Okay, I'm ready." Like for Black History Month after your birthday, so, you're like,
0: "Okay, well, can it be February first <laughs>
1: Pretty much. Like yeah, after the weekend after my birthday, I'm like, "Okay, we're we're ready for February because." I'm just excited. We're gonna have like great guests on. We're gonna have great discussions. Like we just we love like History Month here. We always do it big, um, and it's just a celebration all month long. So this year will be no different. So I'm super excited about that. Make sure you do not miss an episode this upcoming month.
0: Awesome. Well, to finalize our last January uh, week of January in 2022, we're gonna be talking about imposter syndrome once again. We have talked about imposter syndrome on the show quite a few times, just because. We are creatives who live in a society that millennials live in. And we are consistently being compared and contrasted via social media. And once you start to elevate your status and start to do different things in different areas, it's very easy to fall into a trap of, I am not good enough. I didn't make it. I didn't do enough to get here. Especially for people like us who, like, we didn't get degrees. So... (laughs) I feel like it's even easier if we, like, are in a space with our businesses and then there's someone else who's doing the same business and they're like, I have an MBA in business. And we're like, we went to Google University.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I technically went to business school. Yes. And then I dropped out. <laughs> so whenever I see, like, the Greece, like, beauty school dropout, I'm always like, business school dropout. School dropout that's that's <laughs> me. <laughs> Oh, and honestly, time. I don't regret it. Like people ask no. me that sometimes, they're like, "Do you regret it?" And I'm like, "No." I was honestly like, I like, I love school. I'm like a big school person. I'm a big advocate for like, if you can go and you have the money, we are
0: the most academia-minded, yeah. like drop, if like non-bachelor bachelor having you, people.
1: Then go. <laughs> like, like my husband has a master's degree because his mom was like willing to help him pay for it, and I chewed him out when he wasn't going to school because I was like how dare you like not take advantage of that so I'm like very big on going to school but I think that at the, at the same time if you're going into like extreme debt for a career that no one ever asks you for your degree and so when, when I was getting started in my business I was like okay no one cares if I have a degree or not like that is not what no one's like oh yeah I'm gonna hire you for this wedding based on you know so it's like it just depends on like what program you're in what you feel like you need to learn I was really lucky just that the wedding industry in Orlando is huge and there's a lot of people to learn from and there's a lot of hands-on learning that can happen so I just got lucky in that sense but it definitely depends on like your your medium what you're doing what you're working on but yeah I would say definitely if you're if you're going into extreme debt especially in today's economy I would look to see if there are other options to getting you to where you need to go because I would say the majority of people I know that own businesses do not have a degree in what they, like they're not, you know what I mean? Like their degree and their business do not line up. Um, Mm -hmm. Honestly, a lot of people in jobs, their degree and their job do not line up. Most
0: of the people I know as well. Um, So for those of you who do not know imposter syndrome, it's basically just coming into a situation feeling like you don't belong. You're the person who's, at the dinner party, and like, how did I get this invite? How am I at this table? Like, you don't, you have this anxiety and this thought process that's starting to make you feel like you're a fraud. What am I doing here? And so, you may have seen this term a lot. If you haven't understood what it means, it's basically all it is. It's just the thought of being, uh, like, you don't belong. You're an outsider. You didn't work hard for it. You don't deserve it. And that um, starts to weigh down in your brain and create anxiety and doubt in yourself. And you start to actually not. Uh, show up as you should and you you can't be as active in what you're doing especially as an entrepreneur you really imposter syndrome can take you out the game i will say that i know people who have talked themselves out of entrepreneurship just amazing people had their ducks in a row had everything ready had all the tools they needed to do but could not overcome the thought of like they did not belong talking themselves out of the career they were in and, and maybe it was the right choice and it is what it is but That's avoidable if you have the right steps in place or how to overcome it. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about that today.
1: Yeah. So who gets imposter syndrome? Like you were saying, entrepreneurs are one of the top groups of people who get imposter syndrome. I think that a lot of that has to do with like, because a lot of times you're out here doing it on your own, like you don't have the traditional markers of a regular career where someone's like, congratulations, you've been here a year. Congratulations, you reached this milestone. So without those, sometimes it can be like a little bit hard also because with most entrepreneurs, even if like you're doing something that someone else has done, like it's, you're finding your way of doing it. So no one's like normally training you on the job. You're kind of like figuring out as you go, you might like, you know, intern here or there or shadow somebody at, you know, something or whatever. But at the end of the day, like you're kind of, forging your own path to see what your business is going to be like and how it's going to work for you. Um, So that can just kind of be pretty scary. Um, So I also found out, which I mean, this makes all the sense in the world, high achieving people are more likely to have imposter syndrome and women specifically. Um, So this like term kind of came about in 1978, which is like wild because it's been around for a long time um and basically two psychologists who are women got together um their names are Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Imes and they basically like developed the concept and they originally like called it imposter phenomenon because it was kind of like what is this wild thing where Mm -hmm. there's these women in the 70s and like keep in mind like women couldn't have their own bank account without being married until like the 70s literally the
0: mid to late 70s yeah
1: so it's like these women are like going into the corporate world for the first time they're like going into you know these offices where they're the only ones in the room there's just all men this has been a boys party for the longest time and they're coming in here and they're doubting themselves they're doubting like oh am, am i actually as good as that guy like oh, well, you know, they talked over me in the meeting and he shared my idea, but maybe he did share it better. Maybe, maybe I didn't share it the right way or like maybe he deserved that promotion over me. So there's a lot of that thought process going on. And when you think about it, like when you are a woman in that situation back in the 70s, like, yeah, it would be really hard to like talk to someone else about it because who would you talk to? Like you might be the only person in the office who's a woman, you know, or you might just want to feel like you're playing the game, whatever. You don't want to bring it up to other women and complain and think that like, they're going to think less of you. You might think that they are not going through the same thing. So you don't want to like, you know, point it out and be the odd person out. So I think that that, you know, they haven't done a lot of, um, they did that like original uh, testing and, and, and whatnot on it, but they haven't done a lot since then, even though it's kind of just blown out and become like something that even more and more people are experiencing. And there's like, I guess like if you know you check Google search it yields like more than 5 million results like a year. So it's like it's very common but they haven't gone further into investigating it since that initial study that just said high achieving women get it, but I think that if they did that study now, they would find that like it's even harder if you're a woman of color or a queer person, things like that when you're in this workspace and you're like the only person because it's hard when you haven't seen anybody else like do what you've done. So it's definitely entrepreneurs, but it's even more so women, people of color, queer people who have to be the only person in their field or the only person in their industry and don't have anybody else that looks like them or that's, you know, kind of cheering them on that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's very, very common. I, I don't think I've met an entrepreneur who hasn't had imposter syndrome at some point. Um, and I think a lot of people, like you said, people will talk themselves out of entrepreneurship. I think a lot of people get imposter syndrome in the beginning. And it's not mm-hmm. like it goes away per se, but you definitely can learn ways to deal with it. But in the beginning, it can be really yeah, hard, really, 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 really hard.
0: I feel like if they start to do studies, they will probably start to see a lot of overlap in postpartum anxiety and imposter syndrome oh, having very yes. similar themes because the issues that of parents that I've talked to, um birthing people, <laughs> they're getting postpartum anxiety, the same like symptoms of imposter syndrome. So it was a lot of like, I'm not fit to be a mother. I'm not a good enough mother. Or I came from a home or my mother did like, this ABB. What if I do this? What if I fall asleep? What if I'm not up all day? What if I, my, my milk is not great enough? What if the milk I'm buying isn't not good enough? You know, it's just all of these thoughts of like them Weighing them down with anxiety, and like, unfortunately, you really can't quit being a parent. You know, you just can't like nope. roll out. Some people do. I mean, it's, it definitely causes tragedies.
1: Say, yeah, some people uh, do quit. Some but... people do,
0: but for the most part, so I think if if science, if people who are smarter than me who did go to school and have their their ducks in a row with study and overlap there, I think there probably is a big overlap in that that oh, whatever happens yeah. in that um, hormonal brain thought process is that you definitely come away with some of the same questions. And so um, high-achieving women being <laughs> very top at this list is very interesting because I definitely have found, um, especially for even outside of entrepreneurship, just to quickly tap into the nine to five. Because we do have a lot of listeners who still work in their jobs and listen to us because we do inspire them to use the same tactics in their yeah. jobs and the workforce. Mm-hmm. And I have a definitely lot of friends who are in that 30s mark. So a lot of my friends are getting director Level C level VP job listings, and they immediately get these amazing positions and these offers. And then they stress out the first six months of being like, Am I good enough? I'm not as good as my peers. I don't understand the language as quickly. And I'm like, You have to take a break. You got this job because you're amazing. Like, you're a boss. Like, you've been working hard. You built your career. Take your time. There are people who've been at the company longer than you who do not know what you do, what you're bringing to the table. So, as long as you bring what you can to the table, it is what it is. But that's definitely something to think about that it's not just entrepreneurs definitely high achieving women that terminology i mean most people like have dealt with it in some way but i really find it in high achieving women definitely marks in my
1: social and the mom culture too yeah like you know beyond like just how wild it is like when you have just like had a baby and all the hormones and like there's a human now in the room with you like all of that but then on top of that there's parenting did
0: not need social media at all like social media in terms of like they talk about how bad it's for kids and like development is for children growing up and like kids shouldn't probably be on social media until they're 16 15 16 i've read things about that i would say the same thing for parenting i will say parenting social media has ruined parenting for a lot of people and there are so many people i know who are consistently in a state of anxiety and stress about not being good parents because of what they see on social media and not understanding people like us who understand social media is highlight reel like we automatically mm-hmm. know that nobody's putting the their bad <laughs> their worst Information out here on the internet for likes and, and comments and like brand deals. And so the average person does not know that they don't understand that like influencers have to fabricate or do what they have to do to get deals. It's not yes. the, that's bad, that's their job as content creators. But the average Jane Doe who <laughs> has a brand new baby looks at mommywinner.com or whomever who has a clean house and like has this new stuff and has a brand new car from Hyundai and goes to Disney and does all this stuff. And so for them, they're like, oh, I'm failing as mom because I can't even take a shower. I can't Meanwhile, even it's take like a shower. this and person eat
1: normally food. has like somebody who's like cleaning the someone, house for them, yeah. and like someone who's doing like meal prep to like help with their meal prep video before they, you know what I mean? Like they're walking right. up there, and all the ingredients are already ready, and they're sponsored. So like all or of they the shot all this content in like awesome. a
0: week. Like it was yeah. seven days at the beginning of like three months ago. And, and they outside shot all this of the content. frame,
1: there's often multiple people who are helping get that one shot. Their toys outside. a like beautiful little moment that's like so calm when really there's a lot going on behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. And I mean, we're not going to talk too much about it, but the only reason I would point this out is as someone who gets random stuff sometimes, I did see like one of the, the Duggar children got like rained on social media because her house was dirty. As someone who watches Hoarders, I was expecting a Hoarders level house and I was like, yo, this is going to be wild. There were, like, four things on her floor. I'm like, listen, (laughs)
1: those kids have been through, those girls have been through so much. Like, even if they want to have a messy house, you better let them. They
0: were like, her kids are in danger. And I'm, like, looking at the picture, there's, like, four things on the floor. So that is because social media makes people think that, like, they're certain. So it's just, it is what it is. Um, We're going to talk about some ways to overcome it, some things that you can do every day to kind of set those working blocks in motion so that you can get past this point or at least deal with it and know when it's coming and approach it head on and not be afraid of it because i yes. think that's another thing that people fear imposter syndrome so much that they don't even want to try big things
1: yeah um, exactly so, a lot of people don't don't take any steps towards fixing it and i think yep. that that's like the step the first thing like don't ignore it it's okay acknowledge it know that other people have it so we're gonna get into some of the steps to overcoming imposter syndrome so the first one would be focusing on the facts, right? So it's like when I'm being really, really emotional about something, and trust me when I say, guys, I have literally cried because I've had imposter syndrome. John can tell you like multiple times where I'll be like, I'm not doing this anymore. Everything's terrible. And I'll just be like in bed crying and he'll have to like calm me down. And then I'm okay again. But it's like, those are the moments that like, if I didn't have a supportive partner, kind of like how you were saying, like people talk themselves out of entrepreneurship, I could have definitely have done that in the past. Like I've been close to doing that, but then I focus on the facts and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I actually did a great job on this wedding and this bride is really happy. And like her family's really happy and, you know, actually looking at the facts of what you do. And over time, those facts get bigger. It's like, Oh, I'm a published photographer. So it's like on the days when I'm like, Oh, I'm trash. It's like, ah, but would I be published if I was like complete trash? Like, I mean, that doesn't really add up. Right. So giving yourself those facts And paying attention to like, what is actually the truth? Now, there could be a situation where it's like, oh man, like, you know, that person is better than me at lighting and maybe I could grow a bit when it comes to lighting. Okay, well, I'll be honest with that. And then, you know, learn and grow with lighting, take a lighting workshop and get better at it, whatever the thing is for you. Um, So I just think that that's important is like, focus on the actual facts. Like, are you terrible at what you do or... Is there like maybe one thing that you're like, I wish I was a little better at that particular part of it and you could just get better at that part. It, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to be like, oh, I'm terrible because there's like this one part that you're not the best with. I think for a lot of people, that area is sales, right? A lot of people are not <laughs> good at sales and that it's it's a totally okay if you're not good at sales. It doesn't mean that you're a bad entrepreneur. It doesn't mean you're bad in business. It doesn't mean that you're not meant for business. It just means that sales isn't something... That we all know how to do innately. And it's a challenge for a lot of people. So, you might be really good at your skill set. Maybe you did de- design invitations and you are the best at it, and your invitations are breathtaking and they really just like start an event or a situation off on the right note and set the tone and are just something that your clients all love and you pour your passion into it. But when it comes to like actually getting clients, it's a challenge because you're not good at like knowing how to sell to people, right? So like, okay, you take a workshop on selling, you you buy a few books on selling, you go to library, pick, check out some books on selling, you learn about it, go to YouTube, whatever it is that you need to do. Um, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't own a business just because you don't understand every little aspect of running it. It just means that you have room to grow and room to learn which we all have and you it doesn't mean that you're not good at what you do because you are still growing and learning because I think that everyone should be growing and learning till the day they die I think that if you're an expert in a field you should be continually learning in that particular field always because how can you be an expert if you're not up to date on what is the latest and greatest right so it's like just because you've you've studied something or you've practiced something for 20 years if you're like, oh, I've done this for 20 years, but I do not want any further knowledge on it. I'm done now. I'm an expert and there's nothing else for me to learn. That to me, that's not an expert. I'm like, I want someone who's continually learning. That's an expert. So just focus on the facts. What is it that you, you know, have actually done? You know what I mean? Like I I highly doubt anyone listening to this that is going after a certain field or in a certain field, I highly doubt that you haven't done anything good at your job yet. I, I, I guarantee there's something that proves that you are where you're meant to be and that you are good at this. And if there are a few gaps, it's okay to have gaps and just go ahead and get that education to fill those in and, and continue growing and know that you're always gonna be growing. There's gonna be a lot of times you're not the smartest person in the room and that's okay because if you're not the smartest person in the room, then there's someone to learn from. What a pep talk. We're done. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, we're done. Let's move on. Let's yeah, I just away. got in my feelings about it. I, I it. Because I've been, I've been that person who's literally, I mean, like John can tell you, like I have literally been like in tears, like, nope, can't do this anymore. And it used to happen a lot more. Now I'm just like, yes, I'm amazing. So oh the goodness. vibe has changed. That just I'm reminds me. Capricorn, but, you know, back in the day, it was not like that.
0: That definitely reminds me of the thing I to you this weekend. <laughs> In which uh, would give people imposter syndrome because it's a yes. listing of business owners, and I was just yes. like, I don't understand how to say this, is, but this is one of those things where it's like you have to believe in yourself and not look outside. Because the way that entrepreneurship is marketed, and depending on where you are, you will never see anyone like you in your industries or what you're doing or what is it that you're doing. So definitely take time to relish in the fact that it's okay to be the person who's only doing something which i think is difficult when you live in a society that social media is uplifting people who do kind of all the same thing or look a certain way um so if you're in an area like kind of where we are where it's like suburbia and like it is a very diverse space but for some reason the same people keep getting highlighted or people who look like the same people keep highlighted getting highlighted And it will be difficult if you come into, I feel like Central Florida, if you come here for the first time, you had a successful business somewhere else, and you're not a thin white woman with blonde hair, like that wears story birch, like you probably would think that there is nobody like you. You would think that you're the only one, but really there are people who are out there who look like you, um, who are doing the same thing that you're doing. Or if you are the only person in your area, because that that might be a thing, it's, okay to take time and be sad about that. I think it's okay to mourn that a little bit, like the loss of like peers for a little bit, especially when you start entrepreneurship because it is different than having built-in coworkers. When you have coworkers, you have built-in people to talk to. That's a real thing. As an entrepreneur, you're kind of alone. So I think it's okay to mourn that a little bit and grieve that, that longing and wanting and understand that it's difficult. But also learning to embrace it is how you overcome imposter syndrome of being like, okay, so maybe I am the only person that's crocheting in Orlando's small business, doing that, what it is, what it is. It's hard because I can't talk to anybody else. Like I can't go to coffee and be like, hey, let's talk about crocheting. they're like, what are you talking about? Know what you need. But this means that I have an opportunity to make my mark and that I don't need to compare myself to anyone else in other markets because what I'm doing is so unique the way I present it. Is being welcoming and open and to the point where I can become a mentor for people who want to do the same thing and start to embrace that community over competition because that is how you win. <laughs> like, don't let people tell you any differently. And I understand that maybe if your life goal is being a billionaire, then this this conversation is not for you. But if your <laughs> life goal is being a happy, balanced entrepreneur with money in your bank that is enough for you to be comfortable and to also be affluent you can be affluent and still be a good person that's not those things are not connected you can't be a billionaire and be like the nicest person that's just not gonna happen uh but if you want to make your six figures your seven even seven figures at this point because inflation is ridiculous you can do that still be a great person and have a community and build a community but getting past imposter syndrome is the first step. And the first step is to embrace the uniqueness about you. So not harping on the fact of you're the only person who's doing something or you may be the first person in your area or your market to do something. Allow yeah. your tough time to grieve, but like put on your business boots and get ready to market yourself because you now have a, a, a talent and yes. a thing that helps you stand out. So I think that's a great way to kind of overcome that I'm the only person who's doing this. I'm the first person in this area or this space to show up and do this. Like,
1: And also like, I feel like it's also like making, like asking yourself if that's the case. Cause I feel like. It's usually not. (laughs) Yeah. but, But I'm saying like for some, a lot of times it is, but like that could be why someone has the imposter syndrome in the first place is because it's like, they feel like, Oh, like I must be not getting it or whatever. And it's like, okay, but are you also like the only woman in the room? Are you also the yeah. only black person in the room? Because that could be where the disconnect is. It's not that you're not, you know, getting. you're in it. the you wrong are, space, but it's just like, yeah, like you're the only person there. So things might feel off. Things might feel weird. Maybe you feel a little excluded or whatever. And it's because you are, because you're the first or the only. And so just remembering that, like that can, that can really, you know, I, I can't imagine like in certain fields, like how I, I know that, for time I was one of the few black people who did, who was in the wedding industry. Like we just did not have a lot of black people in the wedding industry. That is just fact. Anybody who was in the wedding industry in central Florida in 2010 can tell you this: we just did not have a lot of black people or people of color in general um, in, I will say who own their own businesses in um, the wedding industry. But there was one person in particular who she um she was an event planner for like 20 years before I came along and it helped to know that she existed you know what I mm-hmm. mean like it really helped to be like oh like I can do this and you know a lot of times like because she had you know she had such everything she has a venue now and everything it's like gorgeous um but it's like she wouldn't have to come to all the wedding shows and things all the time because she was so can established yeah, yeah exactly so it's like at first I never saw her and it's like you know, I was like, where is she? Where is she? And just like getting to connect with her. And I was like, okay. And just knowing somebody else that, you know, was in that industry helped a lot Um, because it can be, you know, a lot being like one of the only, but also like look to adjacent industries. Because for me, once I found you and Melissa, I felt so much better. And it's like, I was out here doing like in-person events in the wedding industry. Y'all were doing completely different careers, but we were all Entrepreneurs. So it really helped to see, like, oh, these girls are also, you know, doing it for themselves and have their businesses. And so it just like allowed me to see another like mm-hmm. path that was similar to my path if that makes sense yeah um yeah and like sometimes those are the people that are gonna like hype you up and remind you straight who up you are. so straight uh, up. because you know like a lot of times like in when you're in those industries and you know if you have 50 blonde people and I love blonde people Two of my best friends are blonde but I'm just saying like if they're all hyping <laughs> each other up <laughs> I know I sound like it's like I have black friends um <laughs> I just don't want blonde people to be mad at me. I do like y'all. But I'm just saying, it's like if everyone in the industry is like the long, has the long blonde hair, and like you said, like super skinny, and just all look kind of similar, and they're all the people that are like, always featured for things, always looking out for each other, whatever. And it's like, you're the odd person out. Like it can feel like, Oh, like, do I have a space here? You might question your work, whatever. When a lot of times your work is the same. You just might not be in with that circle. And Mm -hmm. you know what? A lot of times you'll eventually, even if you are still the only woman, the only person of color, whatever, eventually a lot of times you get to know those people in that circle. And it sucks that like, you know, only maybe a certain type of person has been dominating that circle but that doesn't always mean that they aren't okay with other people coming in. It's just, unfortunately, the way that the system is set up, a lot of them are people that are just doing their, their jobs, running their business in, in a system in a city that was set up that way. So when you come in as the first person, it's not like they're saying like, Oh, we've been trying to keep you out. And again, this, obviously it could happen that they are, but I'm just saying in a lot of circumstances, that's not the case. In Orlando, what I have found personally is when I finally was willing to be like, okay, I'm just going to be the only black person in the room. Everybody was like, we're happy to have you here. Okay. Now let you've been here this whole time. <laughs> let's bring in more people that don't look like us. Like we're mm. totally cool with that. And it's like, oh, okay. And so now the industry, I will say, is a lot more diverse than it was when they came into it. There are a lot more people of color in it. Um, it's just great to see. Like there's tons of, you know, I know, tons of uh, black and Latina and Asian uh, photographers in the area as well as other uh, business owners for the wedding industry. So it's just go ahead and be that first person. It might it might suck, but <laughs> do it. Um, so another thing is remembering that a certain system or workplace wasn't designed for you. So if you're going into like meetings in a corporate situation, you know, you just have to keep that in, in the back of your mind, like, okay, this workspace was literally not designed for people of color or women, like back in the 70s, like, the first woman that walked in, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't designed for women to be in that space. So mm-hmm. things like we talk about being a parent, you know what I mean? Like, if there's not a space for you to pump, you know, and you just gave birth, <laughs> Which things like that. Still are isn't. Throw... It's
0: 2022. And I, that's still not yeah, a thing. So. It's still
1: not. Yeah. And things like that are going to throw you off and make you feel like, if you, like, let's say you have to go pump, and I don't even know how long it takes to pump, but let's say it takes you 20 minutes. Does that sound accurate?
0: I only pumped at home, so I have no idea. And it took forever, but also my milk supply was
1: okay. very I don't deceptive. Anyone, I'm like, I don't want to say an hour and be like completely off, but I want to say 20 minutes and people like, I know, like, Girl, a podcast. <laughs> well, a so, podcast is
0: like a, a, a audio format for people who've never really seen pictures of me because I don't live on the internet. I am not flat chested. And so I, We're as not. a human, was really excited to breastfeed because I was like, "Oh, there's milk in here. There has to be." That is not what happened. That is not the
1: it's case. It's breast <laughs> tissue.
0: It's just <laughs> tissue. It's just muscle. It is just. Tra- I was very upset. I was like, "This is going to be my time to shine." As like, this is what I was put on this planet for. I've had D cup <laughs> since I was in, like fifth, like since I was ten years old. No, that is not what happened. I'm very disappointed. But so I actually do not know. I actually had a, I tr- I tried to pump like on and off and like for the but for the most part because I work from home, it was just easy to be like, okay, I'm in my house. Um, for me, it it take a little bit of a longer time. It'd be like thirty, forty five minutes, and I get like three ounces maybe four if I was doing the the lord's work and I would be excited but
1: but see I mean that's I feel like that even speaks to the experience as well because it's yeah you don't know how long it's gonna take for some people it might be 20 minutes for some people it might be an hour and let's say that you go in and you're pumping let's say you 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 know found a place to pump because that's you know first of all I know that it's not even always easy to find a place let's say that maybe you have an office and you're able to close the door or something like that you pump and then they have a meeting without you and then you're behind because you missed that meeting and you're thinking like, oh, man, am I doing okay enough at this job? It's like, no, it's because they left you. And, right. and the you system don't even was mean, not like,
0: designed exactly. for breastfeeding people to win at the same levels of non-breastfeeding people at this organization because the accommodations are for people who are not breastfeeding. The same thing with like being able-bodied and like living in corporate America yes. to get up, first of all how many of the large corporate offices are in high rises that have elevators that are broken half the time or don't you know what i mean like they just don't accommodate for people who have different abilities you as a non-able-bodied person depending on what your you know disability is it's gonna be really difficult it is difficult to just exist in the world as it is but to move up in the ranks of corporate america that is not does not care like they just do not care about accessibility in terms of like As a designer, they don't care about accessibility and just the printing of the paper and things that are on the internet. Like that is the the smallest things. The systems are just set up for you to fail. Like I set up for you to win. So don't feel bad about not winning in a space that was not designed for you to win it. Like you have to get to the point where you're at a point where somebody came before you to change the system, to set it up, to allow for a pathway for someone who has your specific niche or needs to, to win. Or now you're the trailblazer. And you have to say, okay, this is my role. I got to do what I got to do. Uh blackish last week's episode, which I know we we're at one last season and people are done with Kenya Barris, and you're not wrong. Um, but I will say in terms of imposter syndrome, this last episode was about Bo. She is at the point where she's like a partner at her hospital and she's trying to find her footing because there are no other black partners. There are no other women partners. But the black women who were at the hospital are obviously like, just starting out doctors like residents etc and so she's trying to fit in with these people and it's not working i don't like the way they presented it as if like these women are so catty they don't understand like no you're rich the people yeah. in blackish are rich <laughs> don't, you don't understand but i think the messaging at the end was like she accepted that she will have no peers to make way for these other four doctors to have an easy access to the career yeah. she had and so I think yes. that that happens a lot in as you start to grow in your career. You just have to understand that like the system was not made for me, but I'm about to change the system.
1: Yep, that's you know that's all there is to it. And if there's no one in the room to change the system with you, just make sure you it's, have people outside mm-hmm, of the room that who are you can backing you up to talk to about it, because that's going to make you know all the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so another step that I would say is like. Talking it out with people, like we've kind of like touched on, just being like saying, like I feel like I'm struggling with imposter syndrome right now. Talk about it, and then like accept that like everything doesn't have to be perfect because I think that some people will be like, oh well, I'm trash, but it's literally just because like everything wasn't like 100 perfect. Like maybe (laughs) uh, maybe it was like a a, like out of five things they did, it was like four 100s and a 95, and they're like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm trash and I should throw this career away. And yes, I am speaking about myself again, because that is something that I would have done in the past. Um, And sometimes it's just like, no, it's okay. Like, you didn't do that one little thing perfect. That doesn't mean that your whole career is invalidated. Um, And again, I think that this is something that, like, I'm I'm sure, like, white men are not feeling this way, like, (laughs) because I live with a white man and I can tell you they don't like they don't. It's, it's not it's not innately
0: happening. it is not in their spirit because they've happening. not had to deal with being a society because, and I guess, that looks yeah, at them differently like
1: constantly like questioning them right so it's right. like people are praising them people are saying good things about them like so yeah it's just kind of like if they make a slight mistake they're not going to be like, oh, it's the end of the world. They're not devastated. It's terrible. Yeah. I think that there's so much pressure that comes with being like the first or the only or in a system that's not designed for you. There's so much pressure in starting your own business, like doing something that's, you know, not a lot of people like you have done or just not a lot of people have done in general. So with all that pressure, I think if you take the slightest misstep, sometimes people miscalculate and think that that is a much bigger deal than it is. The thing is, we're always going to be making mistakes. We're always going to be, you know, failing, essentially. And that's how we learn. So we can take that situation and say, what can I do better next time? Or how can I fix it in in the moment, possibly? And, you know, patch things up and move on. Um, And instead of letting that moment, like, tear you apart, just learn from it and move on. It doesn't have to be the end all be all. It doesn't have to send you into, you know, a situation where you're like, oh, I'm not deserving of doing this career because that is not the case every single person in every job all over the entire world has made a mistake period there's literally not a perfect human on this earth which Basically. like there was a time i would hear that and be like but bit. <laughs> like <laughs> i'm gonna be the one and guess what it can't be done like let me no. save you the stress and the anxiety like i have tried it you 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 can't do it like I like I've tried so hard y'all like being perfect is not something humans can do
0: yeah you're gonna make mistakes uh I definitely made a mistake so I was sending out proposals and things and I had written what has been to date my best sales email I've ever written Mm -hmm. in my entire life this weekend I was thrilled I was so excited because I was like I don't know who this woman is but I want to know her as we talked about earlier in the show I, I, everyone sucks at sales for the most part Was it a for your
1: business or for a client? Yeah it's was, it was for
0: my business to, to I want right to it. As I say, yeah, I um, read it
1: No wait I, like, but is is it something that like I will read or is it like a client thing? I, I mean I could
0: copy and paste What I sent to them So you can see how I word it Like I Kind of like the, the points and the bullet points Of like why you need this thing Why you need that thing This is why. This is what it looks like for you I mean, this I'm moving my head back with. and
1: forth And like the like oh wait That's <laughs> how I'm going to be doing when I'm reading the email I'll be like Scent. okay the proposal
0: and let me tell you when there was a typo in the amount (laughs) (laughs) came in bold excited whatever wrote out the amount and was straight up a very large typo that was like 10 times the amount of money I was pitching and I was like I deserve that but that was wrong you know what I mean so it's just so funny how you could be like at your very bite and I feel like maybe 10 years ago i would have lost about that like i would start crying maybe like i would have been really stressed and i just like it with the update i was like here's the amended things so yeah have because day. like
1: like businesses that are massive businesses do that like like i think we've all probably gotten an email and then gotten an email after that was like whoa sorry Oops. about that yep. we put the long link or whatever you know what yep. i mean it's like massive businesses that have like 10 people doing the same position do that. So it's like, we can do that. As- it's, it
0: is what it is. So just accept it. Like I just, you guys, we all make mistakes. Like I straight up was excited. And then I was like, oh no.
1: And I guarantee <laughs> like, that they didn't care. They were did not like, care. No. Didn't
0: blink an eye. Didn't even know what I was talking about. Um, yeah. And another thing to do, and this is, I am not a person who is online a lot. So I will say I don't fall in comparison traps. Like when I say I'm online, I'm online a lot like memes and like knowledge and like reading. <laughs> I'm not online enough caring about other people. That's yeah. just a real fact. Like I just don't, it's not that I don't you care really about are. people. You know about but like all of the
1: big things that are going on, but not with like individual people. Individual
0: people yeah. in a way that like, I, and then not in a way to be negative. I mean, like I celebrate achievements from people who I follow and have genuine connections with because I see them as like friends and family and I'm rooting for them. Even if we do the exact same thing, I quite literally am showing up in their comments, like trying to get their views up, like writing things up sending people to their pages because I want people out around me to be successful and to flourish. So this is not my struggle. This is not my journey, but I talk to business owners and have been talking to people, especially over the pandemic. Again, we talked about this small subset of people who kind of quit their jobs out of necessity and started their own businesses in the pandemic. And they have no choice but to compare because they're learning how to start businesses and be online and do social media and market and all those things. And so they get really deep down in those comparison traps because they typically do businesses that other people do. So photographers and people who, like, there was a lot of people who make food over the pandemic. And so we have, like, three or four people in our city, in, like, our little town who make, like, desserts.
1: <laughs> and yeah. so
0: if one person gets 50 likes on their picture and then the other person, like, they freak out. Like, they genuinely stress out about it. And so it's, like, one of those things where you have to stop. That's that's quite, you have to walk away and set parameters for yourself and understanding how you can exist in a system and utilize the tools you need to utilize without tearing yourself down to compare yourself to unobtainable goals for you. Meaning if it's not your life, it's unobtainable for you because that person's living a different life. So I think that's so hard for people to understand. And I know we were in the early ages of our entrepreneurship. It was like, you got as many hours in a day as Beyonce. Beyonce got. She's a billionaire now. So we never had the same amount of time in the day. We have never, ever, ever had the same amount of time. Even if I grew up in the same house as Beyonce, had the same parents, her and Solange don't have the same amount of time in a day. Do you understand what I mean? Like people's life experiences are unique to their own experiences and they experience life the way they experience it. So please stop comparing yourself to things that like you can have no control over.
1: Yeah, I did not love like being a young entrepreneur when that phase yeah. was like a you know what I mean because that's how it was back then. It was like if if Beyonce is doing this, then you should be able to do it too. Like it Beyonce hadn't made much, an album in a long time, so what is we what is she doing? Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was very much that's what it was giving, but it's interesting because I feel like we've even seen like you know that's a great point. Like she hasn't put out an album in a while. She doesn't put out albums as quickly. Rihanna hasn't put out an album in a really long time. People <laughs> are really mad about it, but she's like, listen, I'm doing this makeup thing. I'm doing the lingerie thing. I'm making money with it. I'm happy. I have more time off. I don't have to tour. And yeah, I think that it's just like, people are finally like, no, like I don't have to be at this pace that is just like, not
0: obtainable. Like, it's yeah, it n- makes no sense. It, there's no reason to, to do it. All and especially and it's like all. when
1: you're not enjoying it. And I think you look at like, you know, everything that was going on with Britney. Right. And I think that, you know, Britney was always like the end all be all of like a pop star. Like everybody like, liked and respected her as a pop star type of thing. Like everybody was like, yeah, she's, you know, on the charts, whatever. And even if she wasn't like your cup of tea, everybody was like, that's a bona fide pop star. And of course she's, you know, at the time a lot of people don't understand like she's working like this because she has no choice. She's literally like basically Forced to do this and you know, at a pace that is just inhuman, it's just like not fair, not okay. And so, it's like that's what people were trying to keep up with. And then you find out that it's like, oh, well, she literally had no choice and she hated that. And she mm-hmm. wants to do the opposite of that, she wants to run around naked on the beach. That's what she wants to do. She doesn't want to be out here performing back to back to back to back to back to back, to back shows non-stop like there's no need for it um so yeah I definitely there's definitely like a new era of like so many of the people that I think that people looked up to back then as to be like this is that like culture of just like get everything done do all the things be perfect now those people have, have all been like no i want to slow down like i don't want to do that <laughs> like it because it's burnout really it's like even if you're beyonce at a certain point you're going to be like i don't want to do all those things anymore. she quite
0: literally said she would never ever ever do what she did for coachella in her entire life again because it was unsustainable Yeah. yep, like-
1: yep. <laughs> you know and that's I mean? with her having like the support and the money, all those things to be able to like be up on her nutrition and, you know, get the mental health services she needs and all those things. And she still said, it's too much. Like it is too much. So yeah, when billionaires are like, no, I can't do that because it's too much like physically, mentally, whatever. It's like, then yeah, it's going to be too much for the rest of us. But I'm so glad we're moving away from that like narrative of like, you know, you have as many hours and days, Beyonce or whatever, like I'm so over that. And I do think a lot of people are still comparing because kind of like you were saying earlier, like a lot of people don't understand that it is a highlight reel on social media. Like, I think that the rise of like the influencer has people looking at someone and they're like, well, that's a normal person. And if they can do all this and it's like, yes, they are a normal person. However, like, again, they're a person that their job is to create content. So if your job is not to create content, like you have another job and you're doing that all day, right? They're creating mm-hmm. content all day. That is their job. If you spent, if you said I have eight hours today and I'm going to work on, you know, a reel and like two posts, then like you'd probably have some pretty stellar content, but you have to do your job. So like that's why your, your social media is not looking quite the same. And again, people are showing their highlight reel. They're not going to show like, the the bad stuff the hard stuff and sometimes it's like not even because they're trying to hide it but it's just sometimes hard to share that stuff right so it's like sometimes it's hard for them to talk about it they might be going through something in the moment and they're like i'm not ready to talk about whatever that thing is but people go through things a lot of times you'll find with like larger influencers who have a big following is that you know months later they'll tell you hey i went through this thing so yeah when everything was looking great and peachy keen and amazing I was actually suffering from this terrible thing but I was just going through it, dealing with it and now I'm sharing it. So and and of course by the time they're sharing it they're able to share it in a way that they're a lot more like calm and together about the situation, right? Um but it's like in the moment they obviously weren't like that. It's just, you know, we're not going to be in on that moment because it's their life. They're they are a real person. So yeah, just kind of keep in mind that like there are people who are brands and I don't have anything wrong with that. I think that if you are a person who is like also a brand and you stay true to your brand and you provide good content and stuff then that's great. But just remember that like that's their job. Like there's so there are influencers who I follow who I love their I like I'm very into like home decor influencers. Oh, same,
0: yeah. same, same, same.
1: So like I really love like Nobella Noir. Like that's somebody who's like Her home aesthetic is very much like what I like. I like that she's a brown girl. She's Bangladeshi. So I've learned a lot about her culture through her, um, like through her socials and content. So that's been fun just to see somebody who has like a different culture than mine. And then seeing how like they bring their culture into their home aesthetic. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like these are all cool things. And like, I think I do have like a very nicely styled home, I will say. But does my house look like that? Absolutely not. Because there's just no way to like keep it perfectly clean at all times. Like I wish I could, but it's just, I just I can't. Um, and I don't have the money to have somebody come in and clean. Well, I probably do, but I'm scared because of COVID. So I've been cleaning it. Myself. I was about to say I think we, we get <laughs> you. I have had a cleaner before. So I like I let me be let me be real. I have had a cleaner before, but I also don't think it'd be like the best use of my money right now because I want to like buy a house and do other things. And also, again, with COVID, I'm just like, nobody needs to be coming up in here. And I'm overwhelmed. Like, there's a dog. I just got over depression last year. Like, all these different things. So it's like, does my house look nice? Yes. Does it look as nice as her house? No. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, like that's... Like they're showing like an idealistic version of what something can look like. Mm -hmm. And then you can take it and put your spin on it. Because honestly, at the end of the day, like you shouldn't want to be exactly like someone else, whether it's their home decor, whether it's their parenting, whether it's their business, whatever it is. I mean, I think a lot of people come in to businesses or like come into like entrepreneurship and they're like, give me that person's website give me their brand every single day no because that's them like that's not gonna work for you because it's just not you you know what I mean at the end of the day it's like they might have a great well put together brand but at the end of the day like the secret sauce is them that's why it's working so it's not gonna work for you because you're not them and that's okay but you have to put it together for yourself put yourself out there and and go from there and how you have to understand that like even if it looks like y'all are in the same boat like you could I mean I think a great example is like you could take you and I right like we're both you know black women who live in Florida we live in celebration we live like five minutes apart we both have been married for the same amount of time like we have a lot of similarities in our lives but then at the same time we have tons of differences so that's going to inform our businesses how we operate everything else um so it's like you know how to sleep yeah I'm <laughs> like you have a whole child so that changes your life drastically I have like extreme anxiety and depression so that changes my life drastically so it's like no one's gonna have the exact same things even if we're in similar socioeconomic brackets we live in a similar place like you know we have similar interests all that stuff but it's like there's still gonna be differences that inform and a lot of it is even just like what we want our days to look like right like we don't we don't want to have the same. Work you do not day. want to
0: be up at four o'clock this morning I like I was. You actually didn't want that. You want, did not need that in your spirit like, and that's
1: not how you operate. <laughs> we're very, very different when it comes to how we want our businesses to operate. And I think that's such an important thing to remember is like the person that you're looking at, like they might like whatever their business looks like from the outside, you have to think like, what does their day to day look like? And do you want that? I do not want your day to day because you have to send scary emails to people and you you have to send a lot of emails also, just like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of emails. And yeah, you have to like, like, it makes so much sense to me. Like you were like, yeah, I wrote that huge thing and it was all like great. And then I made that like small mistake. And I'm like, oh yeah, because you have to send like so many emails like that. Whereas like my emails are like, hey girl, like let's jump on a call. Okay. Smiley face, you know, like <laughs> it's just a completely different like structure. And then half the time I'm not even needing to email people because I'm mostly like pouring candles all day. And not talking to anybody and like listening to music and pouring candles. And that's what I want my day to look like. Um, I can't do the whole like all the buckets and the different things that you do. Like that's a lot. I, I'm overwhelmed. So it's just like remembering that people's businesses are going to be different if they're de- depending on what it is they want to do. You know, I've never like when I was doing photography full time, I actually like I liked the idea of travel photography in my head. But when it came to practice, I was like, I don't actually want to travel every weekend because it like becomes a lot. I think it's like fun if you can do it like once a month, every other month. But if you're traveling Mm -hmm. every weekend, I was like, I like my life for John and I at that point would have not worked well because it's like he was teaching. He had to be there Monday through Friday. So I'm like, we're just going to be apart so often because I'll be traveling all the time. It's just a lot. And there are people that do only travel like they live somewhere and they don't shoot any weddings where they live. They travel Mm -hmm. every single weekend. And I have friends that do that. And like back in the day, like I would look at their stuff and be like, oh, it's so amazing. Like, I love that you're somewhere different every week. But then when I would actually think about the application of it, I would be like, that's not for me. You know what I mean? So there's no need to compare because that lifestyle would be too much for me personally. Whereas there's other people that are like being in a different hotel room every weekend. Sign me up. Sounds perfect. Um, Mm -hmm. so you just, again, know that what you, that's the whole, the benefit of being an entrepreneur, honestly, is like knowing that like, Hey, what do I want my day to day to look like? What do I want my messaging to be? What do I want my why to be like, what, like what, what do I want my life to be? You know, what do I want my legacy to be? You get to map those things out for you. So why would you be looking at the person next to you? Because that's, that's, that's their lane. So stay in your lane.
0: The whole thing. And so I think the last thing to remember is to celebrate yourself and your accomplishment and the stuff that you are getting done, even if it's the smallest things. Because we, once again, when you're an entrepreneur and you're outside of that nine to five life, you don't get awards. You don't get the end of the year award dinner or the holiday meeting or the holiday call out or like. The employee of the month or the email or the pin or the whatever the the, the mug the,
1: you like, have... yeah the like the pins and like those little yeah, like certificates what yeah those sort of things like a plaque That's oh about. a plaque
0: yeah. oh we should order ourselves plaques yeah i was like oh, john fun. has
1: plaques and i'm like those are cool <laughs> I, I kept wanting to call it a trophy and i'm like it's not a trophy but it's similar. Uh, <laughs> it's similar very close we
0: should order plaques um so the way to do that for yourself is show up for yourself and celebrate yourself and really be proud of the work that you're doing, because it's not easy to, again, I keep going back to this, it's so difficult to get up in the morning and exist as a human being during this year three of pandemic living. We are really stretching ourselves thin, and the fact that you get up, you choose to be as positive as you can, you get your tasks done, that is a celebration in itself. So you should celebrate yourself every day by being like, I did a good job by getting the three tasks that I had on my agenda to get done today. That's a
1: celebration. Des- Those three I tasks. deserve
0: rest. I deserve peace. I deserve peace of mind. Get some affirmations on. I'm not saying be negative or do anything into self-harming behavior being like i deserve to binge drink that's not what i'm saying (laughs) what i'm saying is (laughs) celebrate yourself in a positive way in a way that makes sense in a way that is good and enjoy the time that you have to to really reflect on what you're doing and do that often do it quarterly set up goals the way that you can celebrate yourself is you set up smart goals and when you achieve and attain those goals you can say oh i did that all the steps that i needed to get to this point let me go out and give myself a nice thing. Let me do what I got to do. Again, don't put yourself in the debt to do it. But like, if your nice thing is going to Starbucks and getting a Frappuccino a or whatever it is, like, go do that. You deserve it. You put in the work, you put in the effort and no one's going to celebrate you the way you deserve to be celebrated. And a way to celebrate, to get other people to celebrate you is to have people around you and in your circle who know what you're doing understand you as a person. They don't need to understand your work. They don't need to understand and explain what you do every day. But if you're talking about your goals to your friends and the people in your circle and you're saying, hey, I just actually launched my first client website or I just launched like my 100th client website, real friends, real people who care about you are like, yo, this is exciting. We're going to celebrate you. They'll shout you on social media. They're like sending you blowing up your phone and text, like, they're sending you gifts if they had like want to, you know what I mean? Like get people in your circle also excited about you and don't downplay your accomplishments because once you do that, you're easier to fall into that comparison trap, easier to fall into this imposter trap. The best thing to do is to get the people around you to help keep you accountable of celebrating yourself by like getting together every week and every month or whatever and being with your friends and being like, hey, what are the things that you guys did this month that was awesome? And how can we celebrate each other?
1: Yeah, I think that that's so important. Like, just, just the little celebrations along the way, again, like you said, like, it could be like, just going to get a Starbucks drink, or just like, you know, having a brunch with friends or having a zoom meeting with friends, like whatever it is, like, it doesn't have to be big things, but just acknowledging what you did along the way. Because I think then when you look back, you're like, oh, yeah, because a lot of times we won't remember sometimes like, the actual like doing the accomplishment because we almost look at it like we we have to do that we're supposed to do that like we own a business so that was our job but it's like when you have the little celebration to go with it you'll remember the celebration um and it's it's important like those things are like we do amazing things as business owners I really feel like Mm -hmm. business owners just entrepreneurs just do things that I'm just like wow that is like next level when you really think about it like you just people building stuff out of nothing right people pulling together communities and making like all sorts of amazing things happen out of thin air basically and you know people do not praise themselves enough for it like I and that's why I tell people like you know to write into us and tell us what you're doing and I will say that like now finally this is like the first year people are like listening to me people a lot of people have slid into my dms and been talking to me about what they're working on and I'm definitely going to be sharing some of that I'm excited about that but Yeah, I love to hear what you're doing because, like, you should be celebrated. It's awesome. Like, I know so many people that have done great things this year. I know somebody who um, took that, like, the big yoga class where you become like certified or whatever. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, After like two hundred hours, yeah,
1: years of wanting to do it, they finally broke. They were like, "I'm gonna do it," and they did it. I know somebody who went to like a code school type of thing. I don't know which one, but then Mm -hmm. they just got a job at Google, and they were coming from a completely different field. They did kind of like social media for a small business and then they decided they wanted to get into this and just completely switch gears and did that within a year which during a pandemic which is like girl like that you know is a cause for celebration. So it's just like people do so many amazing things and even just the things that like help your business run like did you do your administration day and get all those tasks done that make me want to just like hit the <laughs> wall? Like if you did that like that's amazing. Like whenever I do anything to do with money or taxes afterwards, I'm like, wow, I am a boss. Like, I can't believe I did that again. And that deserves to be celebrated. And when you land like that dream client, or maybe you land the most expensive client, like the most expensive contract you've ever had, like those are big deals. Like, that's leveling up, you know? And if you were in a regular office, your boss would be like, wow, good job. Like, or like if you had a good boss, maybe <laughs> like if, if you had a boss that you're not quitting, because everybody's like quitting the good boss would be like, wow, good job. That's amazing. Like you've leveled up. Like you just brought us in that client. We're so grateful you got that account. But like when it's just you, like you have to, you're the boss. You Mm -hmm. have to say that to yourself. Like it sounds silly, but you have to say to yourself like, wow, good job. You you just leveled up. Like you just brought in that client. That's going to be like super fruitful or you just made your 1000th sale or whatever it is um so please celebrate yourself not only does it help with imposter syndrome but it just helps with everything
0: for real it's easier to see like where you've grown if you can look back and look at the things we just launched kind of a e-commerce like in the e- equine equine <laughs> the horse industry it's like <laughs> wow. something we have nothing know nothing about uh, and but when i say we have 100 percent it, it, was david like i was in and out and kind of got advice from my friend who has obviously like a farm and like to get advice on how products for her and how she buys and shops and then some of my other friends who have horses and that type of thing but it was 100 percent him 100 uh, percent of the time and he like launched it and i was like did you do anything to say hey like what do we want you to do celebrate and he's like oh yeah I, I forgot i was like no this is a big deal like you don't understand that this is a momentous like occasion for us because we rarely even do a bunch of e-commerce. E-commerce is not really our jam. But the fact that we did this for this brand that has existed in the United States, which is a family-owned brand for like, you know, dozens of years, is really amazing, is trying to reach out and globalize themselves like this was a big project. And so I'm like, we are making it a point to celebrate this victory because this was a milestone for us and our business to work on a globalization project of this size. And so those things, like you have to celebrate yourself. And I know we get on this podcast and we don't really talk about our accomplishments because we're so <laughs> knee deep into I, our yeah, work. Yeah,
1: like we're, and I feel like we're also like, we want to get you all this information and then we don't even like remember no. to tell you like our accomplishments. But exactly, it's we're like, we just want to help you. So we're like, we want to make sure you know all this stuff. <laughs> but,
0: but we are doing it. I mean, like the fact that in a pan during a pandemic, Charisma paired with a friend to launch a nonprofit has already changed the lives of so many people, even from the people who are just on the board of like the way they think about things and the way we look at things and the way we look at life. If that was only the only thing you guys had did alone, it's such a big accomplishment because that is so many individuals who did not think about this, even though a lot of them had experienced it, you know what I mean? In some type of way, didn't think about a solution. And is excited for a solution. Is excited to be a part of something that could change the lives of so many kids who could have been fallen into this trap of this thing that happens so much and so much that there was like a string of lifetime movies about teenage dating violence you know what I mean like that was such a thing so the fact that you've done that during a pandemic is a is something we don't celebrate often enough but it should be celebrated here on the podcast and like in life in general so it's just like those things that like seem like oh it's it, every some people you know what I mean like you're like okay but you have an, an uncle who's at a nonprofit for this many years yeah and I was gonna say
1: like it's, <laughs> when you say it to me and like you say it that way it sounds so great and I think that like for me it's like it's, it's so good to hear that and you and Margot both always say like the nicest things to me and I love you guys so much I'm gonna like get emotional but it's like because I do forget and I do feel like oh like you know I don't know I just feel like that's just what I should do you know what I mean because I have the skill set to do it so I just feel like well that's something that happened to me and I have that skill set so like I just like I feel like it's my responsibility and I have to like remind myself like especially as a black woman like it's not my responsibility to like help everyone in the world you know what I mean and (laughs) it's like but that's what I feel like unless I like I feel like if I truly could like save the entire world then I would be like oh like I'll do a little celebration, but I have to remind myself that it's like, you don't have to do that. Like you, it's like anything you do that's good. is like a good thing. Yeah.
0: And um, because it's like,
1: you know, for me, it's like, I'm constantly in awe of you and all the like many things you do, like all the many boards that you sit on for nonprofits, all the many, like, cause like, yes, you do a lot of, um, like a lot of the businesses that you're working with, obviously like you're getting paid for, but you elevate these businesses in a way that like, cause there's so many of the businesses you work with are also like, women founded and then and, and that sort of thing so you just like really push like the whole like your whole industry forward basically for women and for black women and you know it's like I'm constantly in awe of you and then you're just kind of like yeah but it's just like that's just what you've always done and so I think that for some of like for some of us it's like because like we just held ourselves I guess to a standard for so long like we forget like oh yeah, we should also celebrate ourselves. Because we could be
0: scamming. We could be trash. We could be like the politicians of the United States of America. Like we could have jobs that require us to show up and we could not. But we choose to show up and go above and beyond and really make it our mission and our goals and i think uh the people who are listening are probably also like-minded and i think that we have to do better in 2022 of like celebrating that
1: david's the same way like i feel like one day we all just need to like bombard david with like a surprise party for just like hello you're awesome and dope because he's just constantly doing like innovative he things doesn't understand all the time even <laughs> like just his all the stuff he ideas does. even just like when he shares an idea like his idea will blow my mind like his it's idea alone. I'm just like it's wild like he's like I feel like he's kind of like maybe a genius it
0: it, it is very interesting the development told things that we've learned about him and his life and the way he's now understanding why he is the way he is but the the reasons why he doesn't celebrate is so funny because to him he thinks like it is it's just a, that's the way everybody thinks and I'm like no sir That is <laughs> if that was the way that everyone thinks again my it's, plan yeah. about like preventing preventing covid that i talked about before the, the podcast that would have happened if that's yep. the way everybody thinks then we would have been out of the pandemic by now but you know that's not the way everybody he thinks. definitely
1: has one of those creative brains where you can like run an idea by him and he'll be like yes don't you see the obvious solution is this and he lays it out like so simply and you're like whoa um but i feel like there's definitely other creative people like that who just think no. like oh this yeah. is." Well, even people who aren't
0: creative and when I think about the the way that I, first of all, the way that everyone knows who John is in my circle because I quite literally talk about the way that he has impacted so many people's lives that he has no idea, who probably think about him, who've never written him, who've never emailed him. But think about him all the time. But believe it or not,
1: a lot of people... They do. Oh, yeah, (laughs) they do.
0: No, I'm saying, but he has probably hundreds more who don't. Imagine. Can you imagine? Yeah. The kid in the hallway who he maybe said good morning. You know, that type of thing. Because I'm a person who I, like... At one point, I was starting to get in touch with some of the teachers that impacted me. But, uh, like, a lot of them, I don't know where they are. I can't find Mm -hmm. them. I already know. But I think about some of those people who are so impactful. And that work... You know what I mean? Like, that, that ability to touch and change lives and be willing to do it in a way and no matter what he's doing in the future and where he's going, he's going to do more of that in a different you know what I mean? Like it's just
1: yeah. we have such
0: good people. We're surrounded by good people and the people are listening. I'm you have good people. You're surrounded good people. So if you're highlighting and hyping up the people around you, you need to be hyping up yourself. You're doing amazing. You're doing great things by listening to the show is investing in yourself. And that it alone really is celebrated because yeah. you're really taking time out of your day to sit and listen and kind of learn something new from people and try to apply some of this stuff into your day to day life. And that in itself is like such a big, uh, big deal. I think not everyone does that.
1: You hit that on the head when you said like celebrate investing in yourself. That is huge. I think that if you're wondering where to start with celebrating your accomplishments and you're not always the best at seeing them, like definitely ask a friend to point them out. But also celebrate the time that you invest in yourself. And like you were saying before, those three tasks, like if you have three tasks every day that you're like, I'm going to do these three tasks, when you hit those three tasks, do something to celebrate you, even if it's just something silly, something little, but do something that celebrates you, even if it's just putting on your favorite song and dancing around the living room. But whatever it is, have a little something that says like, wow, I did these three tasks because let me tell you, sometimes it's hard to get through those three tasks, okay?
0: Look, today being a rainy day is one of those days. Yep. So, <laughs> as always, you guys can reach out to us on social media. We are on Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast. We're on Twitter at Heart Hustle Pod. I'm trying to be better at being on Twitter. Just Twitter is so visible. I'm like, I don't want to say the wrong thing and end up on the news forever. So I'm For I'm real. out and about. The eyes are on Twitter. Um, again, maybe can-
1: we'll do twitter chats this year since we, i know we wanted to do yeah. some like in-person stuff and we had planned for that and then you know the pandemic came so i think now that we're trying to like do this whole like living with the pandemic side by side situation as we move on to endemic maybe that would- i don't know how to use spaces because i just remember the old school twitter chats but we can we can figure out how to use spaces we could do that
0: we're not that geriatric of uh,
1: millennials so we can do it <laughs> we're yeah we're we're mid-millennials really we're mid we, we i'm literally nowhere in the I even though we, we act like we're geriatric millennials we're really not
0: it's a running joke that i literally at any time that something happens i'm like a, as a geriatric millennial and people like, are like you are we're just like a proper
1: <laughs> like middle of the row millennials we're not the young ones middle. or the old ones we're just like the so funny ones yeah Middle child. But thanks
0: friends for checking in and again we will see you guys next week for our Black History Month and Woo! some dope content and again a new show on uh, Patreon that's launching that's a little bit more in depth and a lot more time for us to be silly and like be a little bit more comfortable so if you want to know what that's like say bad you got to subscribe I was just going to say <laughs> I was going to give a, a PSA about like how or also, like a shout out my congrats my celebration is that I have not gotten us put on the explicit content for Apple Podcasts because if anyone knows me in real hey, life... Hey, hey, hey. I came from a cussing grandmother and truly have inherited every bit of her mouth. I am foul mouth, And I can run this show without saying bad words. It's a miracle. And I've done it for six years. We so that's well, my we've celebration. No, we've we, said
1: bad words. We just <laughs> no, but not, haven't said a lot. No, not
0: a lot. But, like, yeah. it's one every, like, 10 to 25 episodes. That's Really? really we've, I think we've it's gotten not, better it's Over not time. even no if you go back we didn't say them at all
1: i guess we were scared just, in the beginning yeah we didn't want to get just...
0: we didn't get dinged So as we... soon
1: as the thing comes off we're like Boo!
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh friends well we're excited to get more comfortable so um if we do get into some mouthy things we'll definitely put in explicit content like don't ride this in the car with the kids on the way to school or on the way to something but i might get a little bit more comfortable on patreon because it It's a struggle to be a good Christian woman. Yes. (laughs) Every.
1: Struggle is real. For an hour every every week. But thank you
0: guys for listening. (laughs) We appreciate you. We are so happy to keep continuing to develop content. Thank you for support. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.